Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. How to Fall in Love with Your Art Again with Paul Jeffrey Thomas. Welcome everybody to Someone Gets Me and welcome to an exciting episode. We're going to cover a lot of ground today, so put on your seatbelt and get ready. I have asked my good friend, Paul Jeffrey Thomas, to come on the show today because he's one of those interesting, really amazing musicians. The first time I heard one of his songs, um, it was on SoundCloud, I believe, I was just stunned at his talent and the depth of the meaning of his lyrics. And then I learned that he wrote the song. And so then I said, you have to be on the show. So welcome to the show, Paul. I'm so glad you're here. I have so many things to talk to you about. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day for us. Diane, thanks so much. This is awesome. I'm uh, really honored. I'm really honored. Uh, and I'm looking forward to a lot of fun here. <laughs> oh, yes, we're going to have fun. <laughs> okay. and, and I know I, I warned you a little bit before the show. I said, hey, have your guitar there in case you want to play something for us. So do, do you have your guitar there? Are you willing to open up with a, a little bit of your music? And then then we'll get into the talking part. Sure. I, I, I get a I get a great song I like to share. Sometimes I use this actually at the beginning of a gig, uh, and you'll see why. Um, just kind of says a lot. And I mean, everything I write obviously speaks to me, and then hopefully it speaks to someone else too. Awesome. But this, the name of the song is We'll Get Home. Ooh, good we'll title. get home. We'll get home. We'll get home. Yeah. We are here, everybody, trying to make our way, baby, please don't cry, release those fears, you're somebody, just a little courage, baby, you will fly, I know tears, and I've been cloudy, the rain will always give way to new sunshine Step out from the shadows, precious stone The greatness that you are is not unknown All the paths in life that we all roam Will bring us all together Birds of many feathers No matter what the weather will get home Take a chance, release those worries. A leap of faith is all it takes to leave behind that old trance that blinds your story. Turn the page, start to engage your peace of mind. Step out from the shadows, precious stone. 
greatness that you are is not unknown All the paths in life that we all roam Will bring us all together Birds of many feathers No matter what the weather will get home Many years of loss or bounty No more teasing, tis the season Love must find Step out from the shadows, precious stone The greatness that you are is not unknown All the paths in life that we all roam Bring us all together, birds of many feathers, no matter what the weather, we'll get home. We'll bring us all together, birds of many feathers, no matter what the weather, we'll get home. We'll get home. Yeah, we'll get home. We'll get home. Oh, I love that. Thanks, Diane. Beautiful. So let's learn a little bit about you. Um, like the man behind the music for a second. Um so tell everybody a little bit, and me me too, because I don't really know these things yet a little bit about how you got into music. Like how, how old were you when you started playing guitar? Was that the only instrument that you play? Like how does all the, how did you get started and how did you get going? Like the beginning story. All right. Well, from a very young age, I really was attracted to music and, um, you know, just on the radio, I, I grew up, I was sort of, well, I was born in, I don't know if I want to give that away, but I was born in the mid fifties. Okay. So in a, in a way I had the benefit of uh, the music revolution, but I was a little bit behind. So I think I was able to take the best of it. You know what I mean? Cause it was a mixed scene and all that, but the music I found uh, that was coming out in the sixties, I, I found, I didn't realize at the time because I hadn't come into my own spiritual consciousness yet. Um, but it was very spiritual. There was, I mean, it was just, it was electric. It was revolutionary. Uh, people were, were really delving deep into social consciousness and spiritual consciousness. And somehow I picked up on that. And so that's what got us restarted into music. Um, and I also love playing guitar. And so songs with, you know, good guitar, I always attracted me. So then I realized as I, you know, I'm, I've, been kind of reading a lot of mystical stuff since the 70s you know and so I realized through my own kind of spiritual awareness that the reason I was attracted to that music was was because of the message and the spirituality you know in a lot of it at that time especially so you know it was just a kind of a movement was going on again I said as I said I was really probably the generation after them, right. but I, I picked up on a lot of it and it really inspired me. And, and so, you know, the first thing I started doing was learning guitar in sixth grade, actually. 
Aha, and, that's uh, cool. That's I know. Cool. I, my first teacher was a nun, actually. She <laughs> so taught you was, guitar? Yeah. My first year of lessons was a nun in sixth grade. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, it wasn't bad. She was, she was kind of cool in her own way. Uh, but then I just, I did a lot of self-study. Uh, and just to make a long story short, self-combination, self-study, I went back to school for music. I studied classical guitar and composition. And then I took some extension courses at Berklee College of Music in Boston. I got a master's certificate in guitar and a professional certificate in jazz guitar. And also got a just kind of a, a simple certificate in bass uh, because at the time I was uh, playing bass in a, in a band and uh, I just figured I'd pick up you know, some pointers. <laughs> so it was, but it was cool playing bass. I learned that bass is a very spiritual instrument. It's very foundational. And I actually had a really, uh, it, it helped me become a better guitar player playing bass. Uh, so that was interesting. But anyhow, I took all those courses and, you know, just been trying to do stuff. Uh, song Songwriting came to me really early. Uh, I'm just saying this as a matter of fact, I would just be in my room as a kid and make up stuff, you know? Right. And then uh, of course the technology isn't what it is now. So I actually had a, um, you know, kind of old reel to reel in my room. Right. A small one, not the big ones, this little like dinky one. <laughs> and I would, uh, you know, record songs on it. And so the first gigs I started doing were coffee houses in the seventies you know, and then, uh, but I listen to everything. I mean, al almost everything. I mean, I, I listen to almost everything, classical, jazz, uh, you know, chants. I, I love world music. Actually, before it was a thing, I, I grew, I'm Lebanese. So uh, that stuff was in my blood. So I used to be attracted to like music from the Middle East and, uh, you know, also Native American flute music. I love that. Uh, I'm just talking a lot here. So, so I have a question or something yeah, that really rang that really rang true for me when you were talking about how the music just spoke to you when you were really young, yeah. and and what went through my head was, well, his soul was connected to that music, and you just elaborated and basically said your soul is connected to that music and still is. Um, as part of who you are as th this really cool, gifted, creative person. So I'm wondering if there was any time in your life, especially, you know, when you were younger, where people didn't understand you, where you felt kind of either misunderstood or just simply not understood with the way you did the world, because it just sounds like you came in with this open soul to the, to something that was so beautiful and creative. And I'm wondering like what your parents did, what the other kids did, like, how was your life when when you started stepping into that part of you or did you hide it? No, I, well, I, the thing is I wasn't even in retrospect, I can see all that, but at the time in the moment, I was just a kid. My parents <laughs> told me I was always a happy kid. And I always had this fascination with uh, God and spirituality. My parents thought I was going to be a priest, you know, but I liked girls too much. So <laughs> Sorry. Well, but, maybe maybe you're doing a ministry in a in an equally powerful way through your yes, music. Yes, thank you, Diane. Thank you. I so much appreciate that because that's how I think of myself now. No matter where I sing and play, not in a churchy way, a religious way, 
But I feel like that's the purpose of music. You know, Leo Fender had a quote. He said, musicians are emissaries of God. I, I never forgot that. And I feel like that's a sacred role we have. I know in, in a lot of what I call earth cultures, you know, like in Africa, Native Americans, right. music is considered sacred and healing for the people. And I always believe that, you know, I really, especially when I came into my spiritual and social consciousness, uh, I, I became very aware that I wanted to do something positive with it, not in a contrived way. I, I just write what comes out, but I'd like to feel like that's what we're supposed to do. Let it come out and hopefully it can touch and heal the tribe in a sense, you know, and that's right. just my role. It's not like, it's not all the roles, but it's my role. And I, I consider it, I cherish it. I cherish it every day. I say the creator, I am grateful that you uh, gave me music as a gift. Now, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> well, to me, it really, is. Uh, this stuff really, it chokes me up. Yeah. To me, it is really emotional because it's a, it's a sacred calling and you understand the sacred, I'm getting goosebumps. You understand the sacredness of that. And, you know, like um, we've talked before about social contracts and how that, it's so vital and important that we all like really have reverence for music, the creation of music and how it sings to our soul and helps show us the way, helps us understand and make sense of the, the world in, in some way, shape or form. So how does your personal interest in philosophy and um, higher dynamics, we'll say, how does that influence your music, your writing and your music? Well, I feel every art reflects the artist, you know, no matter where they're at on their path. Mm -hmm. And so mine, you know, we were talking earlier, I, you know, about a bio and all that. I feel like my, the mu the songs are my bio, you see. Yeah. And so a lot of times when people ask me for press kits and stuff, I struggle with that. I, I'd rather send a song and say, listen to it. This is me. Um <laughs> You know, but 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 that being said, I, I feel like the art comes through the artist. And so wh what I see is what comes through. And then I write about, you know, I use my hands a lot, obviously. So. Right. And, and so <laughs> that makes so that means that you have to be open on some level to be the vessel in order to do that. Yes. Yes. And that's how I write. Actually, sometimes uh, I'll get like one little line. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll hear a melody. Right. I mean, actually, I hear music almost 24 seven. Um, I, I mean, sometimes to a point where I, I need to get some sleep, but um, but it's, a, you know, I just I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful. But yeah, I hear a line and then I sit down with it. And then the, this is what I think the training and the, the intuition and inspiration all have to work together. When I first went back to school for music, I went to the chairman of the music department. I said, mm -hmm. I'm so worried that studying is going to ruin my ability to play by ear and my intuition. He goes, it won't, I promise you. So sure enough, you go through the study and you, you know, it's very uh, methodical. Right. And then you come out and I specifically went into it to increase my skill set. You know, right. it wasn't really, um, you know, uh, any other motive, but to do that. So anyhow, I, I felt like I did that. So then whatever spoke to me in that vehicle, 
hopefully I've integrated and absorbed, you know? And that's why even after the classical guitar and um, composition stuff, I uh, took continuing ed at Berkeley because again, I just wanted to specifically expand my guitar playing skill set, you know? So um, it's not the diplomas that are important, it's, it's the education, the development, I guess, that's important to me. So I think that merging with my intuition, my inspiration, like hearing a line, it, and it's get and it gets better, um, you know, over time. I mean, it's like a, it's almost like I'm becoming the refined instrument. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, I'm, and, and I'm able to, I don't know, like just do this, Diane, you know, from whatever, like if, if there's a classical concept and it just kind of, I just try to be open. I'm not trying to contrive it intellectually. It comes to me and then I, I go with it and then that might resolve this part of the composition of what I'm working on or, or this. The inspiration is probably the most important. That's the seed. That's right. The That's, seed. That gets it started. And by yeah. you keeping your intellect out of the way and not trying to contrive it, it gets yeah. to bloom forward. And you're reminding me of, of a comment that Kenny Loggins said in his one of his interviews with me. He's done a couple. And he said, my soul and my heart, or this is close anyway, I think he said my heart, but he kind of meant his soul and his heart play writes the music and gets it going. And then his brain figures it out about six months later, he goes, and then his intellect kicks in and goes, Oh, that's what it was about. But he allows himself to follow that inspiration and that, and then manifest that. And then all the details work themselves out. And, and you're reminding me of, the, of that conversation that it's that same kind of thing, following that inspiration and intuition and in that you do become the instrument you know so what do you do when you're stressed out how do you handle stress because you, if you're going to be open you have to be willing to yeah be open so and when we're stressed we tend to close down so when your life is under stress what do you do okay well i i try to go into a meditation i mean it's basically I just try to have no thinking at all. I try to breathe and just go into the moment. And there are some days where, I, I mean, that can be exhausting trying to do that all the time, you know? Uh, I mean, I've studied different kinds of meditation and yoga and all that. And I, I guess those have kind of merged in me too, but I, I just try to not put too much, um, too much thought into it. Okay. Because I feel like, um, you know, it's a cycle. It's going to happen. I don't always know why it happens. Who knows what triggers these things? But what I'm trying to learn is that it might really suck today and it, it just does not feel good. But I know eventually it comes out the other side and then there's a new learning that happens. It's just like practicing my guitar. You know, at the very beginning, it hurts your fingers until you develop it. And I think the spiritual life, a true spiritual life is like that. You, you have to take the shadow and the light together. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to accept as a culture. You know, we just want vending machine everything here. You know, like put my, <laughs> oh, yeah, put my right. you know, vending machine, spirituality, you know, whatever. And I think we've lost what a lot of the ancient cultures just accepted that these are cycles that we go through, you know? Um, so I, I just try to be mindful of that it's not always pleasant, you know? Um, so, 
sometimes I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not promoting anything on this show, but, but some, you know, I, I have an interest in nutritional supplements and uh, you know, I, I particularly sometimes not every day, so it's not that kind of thing, but some, I, I have this uh, Japanese gin. I like it's made with botanicals, you know, gin is gin was actually developed as a medicine, but anyhow, I, I like to mix it with this pineapple ginger juice just a little bit. And that's just kind of a calming thing. Uh, I have a nice patio with wind chimes. I sit out there, I take breaths. I also do Tai Chi, I studied Tai Chi. So Tai Chi uh, and the, the probably the biggest thing is riding my bicycle, honestly. Yeah. I just love riding my bike. Boy, that just puts me in the zone and right in the moment uh, with everything. It's just, I suppose that should have been the answer I gave you first. <laughs> well, all of this, but see, Paul, all of those things are the answer because I really believe that because we're multifaceted, multidimensional, multipotential type people, that it's not any one single thing yeah, that yeah. we're going to turn to when there's a lot of stress. We might go sit out and meditate and breathe, but there might be a time where we need to get up and move and the bicycle is what does it, you know, because that helps harmonize the brain, the movement and the, the coordination. It's actually very healing for the body. And it does matter what we put into our systems nutritionally, like all of those things come together for the greater good. And so being aware of multiple things, because then we can grab whatever thing is going to address whatever the stress is or not. And if that doesn't work, we have 50 other things in line. And so we can take care of ourselves. That's an excellent point. You know, that's an excellent point. And that really helps me to focus right now uh, with myself because it, that's exactly what happens. This might not work. Oh, I need to get on my bike today or whatever. Like you said, we need to have a palette of options, right? Right. Right. I mean, that's so awesome what you said. That really helps me. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. So now, has there ever been a time in your career, you know, because you've been playing guitar a long time and you've had a lot of training and you've played a lot of places, but and you've written a lot of songs. So has there ever been a time where you kind of fell out of love with it, where it didn't have the magic that maybe it has now or did in the beginning where you were kind of disillusioned? Has there ever been that time? Well, there is. <laughs> I don't know if disillusioned, but. I worked in a music store in the 1980s for about four years. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, (laughs) and I say this with all due respect, all right, but hearing people play like Van Halen licks all day while they're trying guitars and amps and just hearing people, and that's what you do. I mean, I do the same thing when I go in a music store, but I'm saying working there on like a a shift or whatever and Mm -hmm. hearing all day long, I used to go home and I couldn't even pick up my guitar. It would, it was just like my brain was, uh, I don't know, saturated or something, you know? Right. So yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but that, that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. That's probably a period where that was happening, you know? Right. Uh, I get in and out of inspirations. Um, I mean, I, I try not to pay attention to the number of my age, you know, because inside, I still feel pretty young, but you know, you know, time marches on as they say, but, but um, sometimes if I'm start thinking too much and I start thinking, I should have done more with this or whatever, uh, I can really get myself in a rabbit hole of uh, discouragement. And so I have to be really careful of that. 
Okay. And uh, so when I, so those are moments, those are moments. It's not like a long stretch of time. Um, although something else just came to mind. Can I share this? Uh, sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there was a period um, where my job was just kind of getting to me and stuff, and I wasn't writing as much. And this goes back about four years now before the pandemic, actually a couple of years before the pandemic. But I went to meet, there was a, someone told me that this Unity Church was looking for a musician, you know, that took, you know, they were going to pay and everything. And they said, why don't you talk to Paul? He might know somebody who who uh, can go there. So I met with the pastor. And when I walked in, I thought, I'll do this. <laughs> you know, something hit me there. And I was there a couple of years. And I have to tell you, Dan, like they would have a topic every week. Mm-hmm. And that knowing that ahead, I, I felt a new inspiration to write. Like every week I was writing again because I was motivated they didn't tell me to do that. That's what I, I mean, they would have been happy if I played a Neil Young song. It doesn't matter, but I like writing and it just reinvigorated my writing and my clarity. And, um, and it helped me also identify, I didn't know this was a term. You know, when I used to play out with my band, they never knew where to put us. They never knew where to put us, you know? And Mm -hmm. What I realized at Unity, because one of the main guys came in, he lives in Houston, but he's one of the the main guys with Unity. He came in one time we were talking after, and he's telling me about, you know, he heard my songs and stuff. And he said, you know, that's called new thought music. Right. I said, I had never even heard of that. That's actual <laughs> category or whatever. Yep. He said, yeah. And it is. And and that again, opened me up, not in a religious way, but just in in a self-acceptance way. My path is coming through my songs, I hope. And that's what new thought music is. New thought is open, right? Yes. So that was kind of a cool experience. So you were, so you were living a really cool path, spiritual path through your creativity and your life and all the, all the things you engaged in that you didn't even have a name for until somebody told you what it was, but you were naturally living it. That's what you're saying. And that's, that's so beautiful. I guess you're, guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so beautiful. I have a lot I of the similar, I have some of those similar experiences where I would hear something and I'm like, but I've already been doing that. I know that. Oh, that's what it's called. That's what it is. Oh, okay. There's a word for that. And then it was like freedom. And then everything blossomed even more because before I had, a way to understand what, what the thing was. I, I was just kind of doing it. And then I'm like, Oh, it's a thing. It's really a thing. You know, know, I do. And you know what that reminds me of the, in the Tao Te Ching, it talks about like the Tao is just the Tao and things come out of that named. They're not named yet. If it's just Tao, it's pure. And when you were just talking, I was thinking about that. We were kind of in the Tao doing it. And then it was named, you know, yes. and I guess, I mean, I guess the name is helpful to name it. Right. But like you said, our being was already involved doing it. Uh, I don't know. It just came to me. It just. Yes. And, and an interesting, interesting thing about new thought, because um, I'm ordained in new thought and I studied at a new thought seminary. So I have a lot of education there um, in my theology, but new thought is not the same as new age. 
they're different. And a lot of people think they're the same thing, but they, they are not the same thing uh, at all. And um, new thought has a whole different birth, a whole different way it's expressed and all of that um, different from new age. And so I want to make that point clear um, for people who think they hear new thought and they think new age and they're not the same thing. So that's nice that that person gave you like a category to say, this is what I write for. I, I look at, I listen to your music and I feel spiritually inspired. So that's what I would call it. That's, um, awesome. that's Thank not you so an official much. genre. <laughs> no, I know. But um, that, are you really honor me saying that? I, so all I ever wanted to do, Diane, is make a difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. So you told us how you got get re-inspired when you're not feeling so inspired. And you have a good awareness that it goes on ups and downs. You know, I call it a sine wave. Our life is a sine wave. And, and we're not machines. So it's not always going to be the same all the time. It can't be the same all the time. So when you sit here today, as we record this podcast, and you look into your future, what visions and callings do you feel trying to emerge today for you? Well, I, I, I still feel like I have unfinished business, you know, with my music and stuff. I don't know where that's going to go. I've never been good at acclimating to the music business per se. I've tried, you know, I've taken courses and tried to understand it. But I'm realizing at this point in my life, I guess I never really fit in that uh in a way but but i must fit somewhere i mean i want to get i'd like want to get things out there i guess and so i'm trying to um i'm working really hard <laughs> to uh get through the new technology you know like the mm-hmm. like soundcloud and all that but it, it's so saturated i don't know how i i guess i re- i leave it up to my higher power that people will find it i i don't know what else to do with it i'm not as I was saying earlier, I'm not the best at self-promoting that way. I know that's an important part of being a successful musician. Uh, I almost wish I had a really dynamite person just doing that part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole do-it-yourself thing that's kind of big right now, it's, um, I don't, I have trouble wrapping myself around that because I'm really, this is what I am right now. You know what you're right. seeing? This is it. I for me to have to do that other stuff, it's it just it just does not. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's like going up against a wall or something. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm considering myself a pretty well-read person, you know, and uh, but but some things are just for other people to do, and I think that's the the pieces of the puzzle, you know. Yeah. Like I I just want to be my piece of the puzzle. And I guess all these years, I kept hoping that that piece of the puzzle would come into my life, like just a really reputable manager, someone with integrity. Um, I've had some other people come and go that, well, you know. Right. <laughs> that's right. all I'll so, say. But, but, so talk, uh, talk a little bit about your, um, your belief and understanding and being connected, not only connected to your audience, but connected to your music and connected to your higher power. How does connection in general as a, as an idea, how does that influence you? Wow. So, yeah, I, I, um, I think they're all merged. Mm -hmm. Like music for me is like breathing. Okay. Now breath you know, in, in uh, ancient scripture is considered the spirit. In fact, in, in uh, 
the ancient language ruha, I think in Hebrew means breath. Mm -hmm. that, that word for spirit, ruha, actually means breath. So breath is spirit. And music's like breathing for me. Um, so just ask me again, <laughs> what was the original question? So what, got, the whole idea of connection, being oh, connected, connection. Yeah, I'm sorry. connected to spirit and connected to your audience and all right, here, listening. How does that influence you? Here, first of all, this is the breath. best thing I say. When I'm playing my own songs, when I'm singing, playing my own song, it's the most integrated I feel as a human being. Okay. Psychologically, spiritually, musically, it's the most emotionally, it's the most integrated I feel as a human being. So oh, I guess all the in-between time is me just trying to get to that next you know, thing. But but I know life is more than just that too. You know, I mean, that's, that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, you can't do anything hundred percent of the time, you know, like they say, you can't stay on the mountain. You have to come down. But honestly, that's where I feel the most connected, the most integrated as a human being. Um, so the other things are pieces of that, Diane, if that makes sense. Right. Like the things uh -huh. I read, my right. meditation, Tai Chi, or just practicing guitar, working on a song is very, uh, I feel very connected to working a song because it's, I know it's coming from somewhere else. I'm not just saying that. Yes. I'm immediately grateful. Something has opened the door for me. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to get choked up again. I, I just think that's a gift. It's a gift of love. You know, mm -hmm. it's a gift of love. And um, so I feel very, I feel very loved by God when a new idea comes to me. You know, mm, a new, that's beautiful. Uh, so I don't know if that answers your question, but that's oh, it's beautiful. So I have another random question that's really not about music, but it's about it. It's a fun question. Um, and that is of all the places you've been and things you've done in your whole life, what's the most memorable food you've ever eaten? <laughs> it has to be growing up. Uh, my dad, my dad was Lebanese and his, his mother taught my mother my mother is a combination of Irish, Welsh, and a little Native American. But my father's mother taught her how to bake, uh, cook Lebanese food. And so I still have to tell you, <laughs> my growing up memories of eating can't be topped. You know, uh, what can I say? So you had a combination of all those foods, Lebanese and Welsh and, and everything? Like well, yeah, she, I mean, she, uh, yeah, she also did uh, corned beef and cabbage, you know, and, uh -huh. uh, but, but she was, uh, she was an incredible cook and her just Lebanese recipes were just out of this world. Uh, even now when I go to a restaurant, you know, it's like my palate, I, I, I automatically, not, not to make trouble, I'm just, it's natural. I'm comparing it to the palate of that food growing up and I'm like, well, this is pretty close, you know. It's okay, and, uh, but it's not yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, uh, I, I forget where it was, uh, but there was a place I said, this is just like, uh, this is just like my mom's um, uh, imjadra. It was like a, a rice and um, lentil thing, you know. And so I actually have a recipe for that. You know, my sisters gave me some of the recipes we found. So uh, I make those from time to time. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I enjoy all kinds of food. I enjoy high quality uh, Asian food, I think the best, honestly. 
Okay. I love, I love Asia. And I, I mean, all, through, I'm an entire a, gamut of Asia. Okay. Right. Not okay. just West Asia, like my roots, but I like Indian food. I like Oriental food. Um, so I think that that's the, my favorite food. That's excellent. I love it. So if somebody's listening to us right now and they're really inspired by what you're saying, because you're really, really speaking very clearly about spirituality and being connected in the power of music and the gift of music. And so if somebody's kind of feeling disillusioned with their art or they maybe have a creative spirit, but they kind of feel uninspired, then what would you tell that person? I have a song I like to play. You you segued right into this song I had. Is that oh, okay? Oh, you want to play us another song? Okay. This song, I hope, will answer that question. Okay? Okay. Here, we're going to get a musical answer to my question. How cool is this? <laughs> As I search for the fine things dwelling within man It's like diving for pearls in an ocean of quicksand You know I couldn't get through it without a helping hand I'm so grateful for the light that shines so I can land All the fine pearls here in this world one at a time slowly I find when I'm unsure I need to endure that's when I climb higher this time making it mine it's so easy to get lost Beneath the crashing waves But the deeper I go And explore these hidden caves There's a treasure inside That every rough surface contains I'm so grateful to find A pearl of great price in this maze All the fine pearls here in this world One at a time Slowly I find When I'm unsure And need to endure That's when I climb Higher this time Making it mine There's always a crack in the stone that I can peek through Throw me a line when it looks like I need a clue I don't have to walk alone I know I need you Give me the eyes to see a better view
Well, that's when I climb higher this time, making it mine. That's when I climb higher this time, making it mine. Oh, that's when I climb higher this time, making it Oh, that's totally beautiful. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's called, that's called all the fine pearl. I love it. It's delicious. Thank you, Diane. So everybody, if you're listening to Paul Jeffrey Thomas and you're loving everything he's saying, um, we have all the links in the show notes of how to follow his music because it's really, really delicious and yummy. And so, Paul, I want to thank you for being on the show with us. And I have one final question for you. And I'm excited to hear your answer. (laughs) The final question is, if we were going to put a billboard up that the whole world was going to see with your quote on it, a direct quote from you to inspire the world, what would be on that billboard? I would say, blood, smile, and tear. We are the same. Beautiful. That, that's what comes to me now. I might regret this later, but. No, I think it's beautiful. Say it again. Blood, smile, and tear. We are the same. Right. That's beautiful. Blood, smile, and tear. We are the same. Thank you, Paul, for being on the show with us today. Thank you, Diane. I love you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Remember, everybody, to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. So go out there and be inspired by today's show and let your light shine in the beautiful way you're meant to shine. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.